Dan, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well. No, I'm really excited because it's been a long time, but. You got a joke? I have. I had a really good one that I've been saving that you've uh, put the kibosh on, so that's fine. Yeah, mate, it's, that's it's because. a little bit, yeah, risky. <laughs> certain things that. You um, can't say. That you just can't yeah, say. Okay. Yeah. So I just did a really quick Google and found this one, Peter. It sort of suits mm. out the theme of our show and what we talk about. What did Master Yoda say when he saw himself for the first time in 4K resolution? What? HDMI. He's back, baby. He's back. Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Goa Weekly Show, episode... Uh, 180. No. 180! <laughs> oh, my God. As we bring this to you on a beautiful afternoon in Perth, top of 18 at the moment, currently 17 degrees, Dan. Great night for gaming, Pete. Oh, ever Dan? Tell me what is it. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Far out. Uh, we got so much to cover off tonight. A huge guest tonight. 400,000 Twitter uh, followers strong, but so much more than just his follow account. I'm talking about David Deej, the uh, Bungie lead community manager. Top three things that gamers need to hear on the way. The latest xCloud details, Spider-Man and why he's exclusive to PlayStation and why Warzone, why? Plus the big question, got you in my sights? He's making a comeback and the $50 PLE gift card with fastest fingers first. Let's go. I bloody can't even. Um, in the time that that happened, mm. obviously, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it makes no difference to you, but please bear with us. Mm. But these are wonderful things. Big Bad Bubba heeded the call. I said, um, continue the sub. Not only did he do that, but he paid it forward. So he's gifted a tier one sub oh. to Melly V6. Thank you. And they kept going. How good's that community? Uh, thank you very uh, much, Sticks, for gifting the sub to the pop culturalists. Yeah. Crit happens with a gifted tier one to sub to Kaiser is Kai. And Skittles, Mum. Oh, with a few gifted tier subs as well to Giles, Giles, uh, Arig Blue, Sabida Dad Ventures. Zaniel 8 and Top Pilot 12. And while we're on it, we're on a hype train. Hype train! Hype train! Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Uh, level 5 hype train at the moment, so you big oh, bloody oh, bunch of legends. Thank you. Go. My name is Pete. My name is Dan the Internet. And for the next hour, we're going to bang on out about games because we bloody love gaming, Dan. Hey, Peter, I've written this down. We also bloody love bloody gaming. I wrote oh, it down. Sh- that's exactly what it is. Get the hell out. Yeah, it's bloody gaming. It's so simple when you think about it, isn't it? Well, 
bloody game. It's so it's so simple. It is the best. It is the best though. Come on. I mean, I toss it around and think to myself, you know, <laughs> but it is. It's so simple. It's so simple. Uh, plenty on the show tonight. Before we get to the top three things that gamers need to hear this week, um, we've got a lot happening at, at the moment at Goa. Yes, we have uh, a lot of exciting things happening. Um, but uh, the Goa G Sports Session Four is Valorant. Fifteen hundred dollars worth of PLE stuff to go. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yep. Did you say? Please? And the team of Valor also scores a Quantum pack featuring a hoodie and shaker and powder. Um, thanks to Quantum, who are yep. absolutely legendary. <clears throat> so um, we're just around the corner from that as well. Uh, I'm looking in chat right now, and people are saying we have teams. We're ready to go. Oh. Limited spots available. It's a free-to-play event, and you can um, get all the details and register your team at tournament.gameonoz.com. 15th of August? 15th of August. Yes. Front page of Twitch, by the way. Yay! Huge broadcast. Very good. Huge broadcast. Yeah, That's right, huge. Skittles. Mum started writing things down to remember them. <laughs> Friday night is Dungeons & Dragons Roll for Damage Night. Yep. Episode 1 was last Friday night featuring a couple of legends in the community, one in particular Pavlova Face. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pineapple himself is an absolute banger, and he interviewed uh, the Dungeon Master, Vegemite Dangerous, mm. the leader of R4D, who's putting together this show. So it's yep. a live 20-week season at the moment. They're in the middle of uh, introducing their characters and stuff. So yeah, cool. um, the beauty about that is that <clears throat> uh, it's going to become a brand new podcast series on Goa as well. So you can also hear that on audio. Yep. Um, the audio 20-week season of it, once the cam- campaign is done, 20-odd weeks down the track. But yep. Friday nights, twitch.tv slash Game On Oz at 6 o'clock Australian Western Standard Time. Just another step forward in the right direction. That'd be great. Um, the brand new series, the 1v1 fireside chats that I've had with yes. a series of independent developers um, is going gangbusters. It went officially live this week. Uh, new Indie or Die is live. The drop is here. As I said, seven episodes um, and so much bloody good things going on there and a lot of great feedback. So thank you so much. Nick Bait. Hello, Nick Bait and welcome. Nick Bait. Good name. Nick Bait. That's a good name. Okay, Dan. Okay, Pete. Okay, Dan. Okay, Pete. Um, Okay, Dan. Okay, Pete. Shall we get into the top three things games we here this week? Uh, the latest xCloud details. xCloud. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get the hell out of oh, here. No. Sorry. Look, I know if you're listening to this, the audio version on podcast, probably doesn't mean anything to you, but stay with us on it. But we've just gone hype train. Wow. 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 With a big thanks to Lukey Bangers, who gifted subs to Mickey Hello, Jesse Knox, Bliss Chop 925. What? 69 was taken? <laughs> uh, da Wolf underscore pack and nerd generalist as well. Welcome to all of you legends and thank you for being here. It is bloody great to have you. Mm. Now, Microsoft has revealed more details about its Netflix for Games service launching September 15. The headlines that you need to know are cloud gaming will integrate with the Xbox Game Pass app on that date, allowing users to jump into a game from their smartphone or tablet. Players will be able to choose from a selection of over 100 games at launch, including Destiny 2, Gears of War 5, Grounded, and Halo 5, and the ability to play games from the cloud is a concept that's gathered increasing momentum in the $150 billion gaming industry. So what is it? It's Netflix for games. And it doesn't mean you can play them on your phone. Is that what I heard there? Let me run it through it. The technology is often thought of as a kind of Netflix for games. Yes. 
as it lets people stream games over the internet on their phone, tablet, or PC while the games themselves are run on remote service. So yes, my assumption at this point in time without actually being able to use it yeah. uh, is that it will be able to stream on all of those devices. Right. So you've had, oh, a, you've had a shit day at work. You're on the bus. You feel like some Destiny 2. Hmm. Pull, pull out the old phone. Here's the shit thing. The app will only be available on Android devices and in 22 countries, including the US, Canada, Britain, and South Korea. Now, Australia, yay or nay? I'm not sure. And the reason why I say I'm not sure is because I would consider Australia large enough a market for them to go, um, you know, on a Western site, 22 countries, including Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, who's Australia? Who gives a shit about <laughs> yeah. Australia? Well, that's right. Of course, Google has Stadia was met with mixed reception last month when it launched for the first time, limited library of games. NVIDIA has GeForce Now. That's out there as well. Uh, but they've had a bit of a falling out. Remember I told you the story about Activision Blizzard pulling all of its games from the service? Yep. Sony offer, offering long, uh, has long offered a cloud gaming subscription service called PlayStation Now, but it's only available on PS4 and PC. Well, and why hasn't that taken off? Because if that's been around a lot longer than with my experience of um, Game Pass... I don't know. Because Game Pass has been awesome. I don't know, Dan. I, you know, I, I've played probably four or five games regularly that I would have spent 80 bucks on each. Thank you, Zulu. There you go. It's not available in Australia. Ah, okay. There you go, Zulu. What do I mean? Well, here's the issue that I have. Yeah. I'm often busting my ass so much with the general content of the show that I don't have time to read the stories no, until we're right. doing them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guess what? I get to be surprised like our viewers yeah, at the same yes, time. That's right. Um, but anyway... Uh, we look ahead with bated breath. Mm. And look, uh, the point is, it's not, it's not going live in Australia, so who gives up? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the second thing that gamers need to hear this week. Yep. Um, <laughs> the community's blown up. I mean, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, but I actually... I'm fine with this one. Now, I have a rant later on because we're bringing back I've Got You In My Sights yeah. um, <clears throat> that will sort of cover off something I'm pissed off with the community about at the moment. Okay. Whose community? Gaming community the general? gaming community or in our general, community? mate. Oh, no, our community is our great. Community is our community doesn't fall under the rant that I'm going to have okay. tonight. Okay, great. Spider-Man in Marvel's Avengers will be exclusive to PlayStation. Ooh. Exclusive. Exclusive. To PlayStation. Sorry, PC and Xbox users, you don't get him. Bad, bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. It's not for you. <laughs> don't touch her, you shit. <laughs> Spider-Man will come to Marvel's Avengers exclusively for PlayStation console owners in 2021 in a PlayStation blog post on Monday. Crystal Dynamics associate art director Jeff Adams revealed that Spider-Man will come to Marvel's Avengers sometime next year. However, he will only come to PS4 and 5 meaning Windows PC and Xbox won't have access to the new hero. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics did not specify if Spider-Man's appearance in Marvel's Avengers would be a permanent or timed exclusive. We've reached out to the publisher for more details, they said on this particular... Oh, on Polygon. <clears throat> Considering that Marvel's Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are exclusively PlayStation titles, it's possible that Spider-Man may not come to Marvel's Avengers on other platforms, for PlayStation users, Crystal Dynamics said it wanted to make sure Spider-Man plays the way fans expect, mm. switching seamlessly between movement and combat. Spider-Man will also have several skill trees at his disposal, like all heroes, so players can customise their Spider-Man to play differently than other PlayStation players. Yep. 
<coughs> Excuse me. How, Mate, do, you, how do you feel about it? I'm that? not happy about it. Why not? You're a PlayStation owner. <coughs> I'm a PlayStation owner. The reason why I'm not happy about this is um, Spider-Man is not a... PlayStation didn't come up with him. Okay. So... Unlike <coughs> someone like... Um, Marcus Phoenix or... So a Marcus Phoenix, right, for example, an, uh, of course, Gears a, of War, Xbox, exclusive. Xbox. Yeah. Um, Kratos, God of War, yeah. PlayStation, uh, you know. Master Chief. Master Halo. Chief. <clears throat> Halo, Xbox. The reason why, it's Super Mario, um, yeah, yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. The reason yeah. why they make sense is because those console companies came up with that IP. Yeah. Right? So it is in my, it ethically... Yep. Um, in terms of uh, satisfying the fans around us and, and actually, you know, entertaining um, fans and fandom in general, I think ethically speaking, it makes perfect sense. Well, Nintendo came up with Mario. It's their IP. So, yes, I wouldn't expect to see Mario anywhere else. Sure. Spider-Man mm. is Marvel's. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a superhero. And yeah. to a degree, he's been everybody's for 50-odd or more years, yep. right? Now, over the years, they've obviously had their issues where Spider-Man was originally, back in the day, owned by Sony. Yep. Um, and that's why, you know, he yeah. was... Yeah, he made a different way. That's why he may not have, at some point, come to the Marvel Universe, but in the end, they relented, which was nice. Um, but I just... It just doesn't feel right. You know, like how do you have how do you have a Marvel's Avengers? I don't think you're doing the game and the general genre any favors by bringing exclusivity into the particular characters. If that's the case, make your own fucking Marvel game. But how yeah. can you have a Marvel Avengers game yeah. on Xbox and PC without Spider Man? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. In, a, in an era where we're encouraging cross-console con, play, it's weird that they're still going down this whole exclusive things. But I think that's where they're, they're clearly trying to, you know, get the edge on the competitor. Mm. They're still competitive. You know, I know they're all sort of um, nice to each other these days, the, the big gaming uh, console manufacturers, but there's still competition at play. So maybe that's... Yeah. I agree. I actually agree. I, I, I'm a bit over this whole, this is ours and that's that's not yours, you know, type mentality i'd sort of want everyone to be able to play spider-man as mm. spider-man mm. and i think that's what it comes down to mm. um i mean you know an argument i guess could be made I'd, i want everybody to play marcus phoenix and i want everybody to play kratos yeah. and but, but you're right it's but but it's IP, not their ip right? and that makes sense to me there's a there's a little thing in the in the back of my head that goes that makes sense to me um the marvel superheroes roster where for years kids have been going to the movies, you know, for the past 10 years, 15 years, whatever it happens to be. Um, 2008, Tony Stark came out yeah. for the first time as Iron Man. Jeez, so the last, years. yeah, 12 years ago, right? So, um, you know, the kids going to play this game on Xbox and PC, being invested and in growing up with that particular um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, it just doesn't sit well with yep. me. And, uh, <clears throat> and you um, love your Marvel too, don't you? You love your. I'm not such a big. Oh, fan, I'm but such you're a. Right I'm such it. a. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I'm yeah. such a fan. Yeah. I'm such a fan. Um, and I like just just like I would be as a 
as a bit of a PlayStation fanboy versus Xbox, and this is why you and I balance each other so well with yes. this show, is yeah. you're an Xbox yeah. fanboy. Yeah. We cover both sides of the coin. Yeah. We're a little bit across Nintendo together and a yes. bit across PC. Yeah. But just like I would be really pissed if um, if Xbox users were allowed... Like, I'm, I'm pissed as a PlayStation fanboy that PS is getting it as an exclusive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I really know what you, mean, yeah. you, know, you know, there you go. This sort of says a little bit about it anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not too happy about it. But anyway, I'm not the one making the big decisions. No, you're not. I'm not the one in Mind the big you, chair. The offer is always out there for gaming companies to contact us for help and advice. Yeah. We come at a price tag. But we come okay. with we, a price tag. We've got tag. lots of ideas. Um, Dippy Zuka says, raises questions about crossplay too. And Dippy, yeah, please, well, it does. That's right. well, please feel free, Dippy, to elaborate on that if you'd like. Uh, in chat there. In fact, you know what? We're about due to get Alex on. We haven't yeah. spoken to him in a while, have we? That's right. uh, final thing that gamers need to hear this week. Number three. This comes as no surprise, though. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone Season 5 download size will be big. That's It's, it's released today. Yeah. Uh, I've got to go home and start the process. How big? Now, Menthonzo is watching at the moment, yeah. and I saw... Him give an update to everybody in our Discord. I think there you go, fifty-four gigabytes on PC. Oh. I'm not sure what that translates to in console. Oh. You know what's going to be amazing? One of these days. So I'm starting to get my shit together, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, as Mum said, oh my god, you've written stuff down. One of these days, I'm going to actually have the opportunity to read it before we get into this yeah. as well. Um, Thirty gigabytes on console. Don't pay attention to Night Avenger, who said 120 terabytes. That is not the correct answer. No, guess, yeah. And you get one of these. <laughs> 30 gig. Okay, what's well, I think around about what, what I've had before. Uh, two new maps from what I understand. Um, and I believe, mm. and I have done no research, so uh, tw- the Twitch chat's about to go nuts here, but I believe Terminal's back. That's the rumor I've heard. Really? Do you remember Terminal? I remember Terminal. Arguably one I of the greatest ha- maps. Well, I'm pretty sure I've said on this show before that Terminal was my favorite. Yeah, well, Russ is still mine. Manthonzo says Stadium has opened in Warzone. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, the actual building. The actual building. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, right. So get in there and have a bit of a look. Mm. <laughs> Mate, anytime I do that, that bloody Warzone part of that game, I'm hopeless at it. I'm just too, I'm too Leroy. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I'm not patient enough. I go in there and I just get shot, I reckon. <laughs> Mate, there's a... I'm so hopeless. You should give it a crack. Well, I, I do. I, I play that version. I play that part of the game probably once a week. Mm. As a bit of a... Um, it's You know, that game, um, for all its glitchiness mm. and my little rants, which we'll touch on later about my rants about cross-platform, um, gee whiz, it gives a lot. Like, I've played that a lot. Have you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I really like it. It gives a lot. Yeah. Um, it downloads a lot. There's a lot of <laughs> updates. Bloody hell. Uh, Tidget says, why play COD when Four Guys just came out? Now, well, that's true, too. You haven't had a crack of Four Guys no, yet, I, I take no, it. No. We played yesterday. Yeah. Goa team have a bit of a That's match. right. You had a meeting, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sort of. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, at a meeting. Um, you know, meeting. Uh, it was bloody good fun, man. Yeah, okay. Oh, dear God, Lord Almighty. It was bloody good fun. Yeah, right. Um, but more on that later on in I've Got You In My Sights. Correct. Now, do we do the contest now or do we do David Daig now? Contest now. You reckon? What do you, what's, what's your gut saying? 
I'll tell you what. I'll wait. We'll wait. We'll give it uh, a little bit of thinking music in chat. Would you guys like the contest now? Or would you like to see Deej, David Daig, now? You have moments. The great Deej. Tidget, yes, doesn't answer the question. (laughs) You peanut. Respectfully. Vimesy wants Deej because he can't win the contest. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he won last week. Clever. Okay, the people are speaking and they've spoken. I think they want Deej. That's okay. fine. That's good. All right, shall we do Deej? We shall. Uh, so, David Dake, a.k.a. Deej. If you don't know who he is, go home. <laughs> if you are home, good, stay there. Good, stay there. He's Destiny's numero uno community managerio amongst a big team and was kind enough to join us for a half to talk all things his career, what's on the horizon for Destiny, and some incredible insights into what it means to manage the community for one of the biggest games in the industry. We'll come back with uh, goers fast as fingers first and a chance at the $50 PLE gift card in around about a half as time. Stick around for this. Um, persist right through to the very end because it is an absolutely stunning catch-up with this man. Yep. He's got so many incredible things to say. And we even talk about you know what it's like being at the coalface of a community who at some times can be throwing so much vitriol. Salt. Uh, salt. Salt, salt, Back at the salt. developer and everything as yeah. well. So... Um, we'll be back in a half hour. Pleased to enjoy our interview with Deej. Deej. Um, from the Bungie community team, uh, he's basically the be-all and end-all of when it comes to, hey, Guardians, you want the support? I'm your man. His name is David Day. He goes by the call sign Deej, and he's been kind enough to give me his time today. Uh, what an absolute pleasure, mate, and from your home office as well. Yeah, this is uh, where we are all working at Bungie these days, from the home so uh, whether you're a developer of the game or uh, a member of our community team, we are all working from home right now. Uh, it's been now, for an interesting year, but we've been able to kind of rise to the challenge and still make it work. Very much so. Um, and you, you guys are making it work. And I suppose one of the things that I'm keenly interested in is how does a, a AAA studio like a bungee with as many people working for it as what you guys do doing the sort of jobs that you are that take uh, access to loads and loads of you know high spec technology and equipment manage to transport all of that back home well uh you know our our it team they're the real heroes this year and uh, they have uh through great lengths that i could barely understand or describe uh, given us the tools that we need to, uh, you know, remote into our desktops and, and do this work from home. So whether you're a concept artist or whether you're an engineer or whether you're a gameplay designer, uh, everyone is working in their own space these days. So uh, I, uh, you know, I have a sort of a standing desk set up right there behind me. Yeah. And uh, this is where I spend my time. So we've got a, a lot of people that work together on the, the Bungie publishing team. And, you know, we publish Destiny under our own power. and um, you know, we'll uh, get together and we'll have a lot of meetings and we'll, uh, you know, sort of try to keep each other sane at the same time, stay on top of the wants and the needs of this thriving global community that we're sworn to serve. Now, um, uh, as the community team and uh, being the essentially the, the guardian above it, um, to use that word, I, I, sure. I was speaking to my wife last night, um, who's, she's not a gamer. 
Um, but she yeah. she loves the fact that I love doing it, um, and she knows yeah. enough from me banging on about it that uh, that it's quite a large thing. But um, she said to me, you know, who are you talking to tomorrow? And I said, David Day, you know, Deej from Bungie. What does he do? Oh, community management, part of the community team for for Bungie. And she goes, what's that? And I went, huh? Actually, yeah, good question. So I I suppose I yeah. I want to ask the question: How would you explain what it is that you do? to either my wife or my granddad? Sure. Um, I think what I would tell them is that gaming is no longer a solitary activity. Uh, gaming, especially right now, uh, with people having lost so many social outlets, gaming is a very social activity. It brings people together. Uh, they experience the action in the game as teammates. Uh, over a long enough timeline, those teammates become friends. And uh, the community team at Bungie is uh, in charge of that relationship. It's not just a matter of buying a game and playing it once and then maybe revisiting it uh, over the months and the years to come. Uh, with Bungie uh, and the games that we make, you know, we create worlds that inspire friendship. And you know, one of the things I've told community managers, it's almost like being the mayor of a town. Uh, there are a bunch of people who gather together they have common interests. Uh, they gather in places that they have in common in the world of the game. And we're there to sort of nurture that ongoing relationship. Uh, it's relationships with each other as they play the games together. Uh, it's relationships with us as we educate them and inform them as to what our goals are, uh, some of the challenges that we work under, and uh, set their expectations for how that game's going to evolve over time. And uh, in an interesting and unique way to this medium of entertainment, it's also a relationship with themselves. It's a matter of them creating a character that's almost an extension of their personality and nurturing that character, upgrading it, customizing it, so it's really a reflection of how they see themselves as a hero in this world. And uh, on the community team, we keep that conversation rolling. Uh, we celebrate the people in this community that are doing interesting things and providing services to each other. Uh, whether it's talking about why the game is great or educating each other as to how to overcome the biggest challenges in the game uh, or just making it seem a little bit more fun, you know, creating art, creating uh, combat montages. And uh, we're there to keep uh, the internet uh, a brightly lit, safe place where they can congregate and they can enjoy the game and enjoy each other. Um, that is an extraordinary answer to that question. And it touches on so many incredible things that I suppose uh, when you're someone in the games industry working very hard to show the positive side of it, um, you know, these are the sort of messages that we understand inherently. And I'd love what you said about, um, you know, that these people, um, you guys aren't just managing a community of people, but you're also managing a community of people that are, are so close to themselves emotionally invested with this game because they create those avatars essentially in their image. I know when I created my first all the way back with destiny vanilla, you know, the, the thought process yeah, sure. isn't um, what's the most powerful, what's the, the, the coolest looking so on and so forth. Yeah. The, the thought process actually is how is what I'm about to create going to best show me off as a person yeah. to my mates in this game and create that identity. And because of that, I suppose, we do become incredibly emotionally invested, not just to the characters, but to the game as well. You guys are yeah. at the coalface of that feedback. You know, is it, is it tough sometimes to take 
um, the criticism that, that you guys might face from time to time as well, because communities can be pretty harsh. They can, but the thing about the community team is that we all came to Bungie as players first. Uh, personally, I came to Bungie as a Bungie fan, and I had been a member of the Bungie community since 2005. Everything I know about being a member of a community and coming together and experiencing a game with other, other citizens of that place were things that I really experienced for the first time in Bungie games. I've been playing video games my whole life, but when I became a player of Bungie games, it was the first time I ever really became aware of who was making the games that I was playing. And then through that awareness of them, I became aware of other people who were also playing the same games as me. And uh, I just kind of caught fire with that. And over the years, um, you know, in following Bungie's exploits and seeing how they evolved from one game to the next and having my own opinions at time, my own harsh opinions about how that was being done, you realize it comes from a genuine place of personal passion, uh, you know, emotional investment. Uh, you know, these are the best problems to have if you want to call them problems. Um, you know, and, and the way you asked the question kind of framed them up that way. You're going to, as a community manager, encounter some harsh feedback. Uh, you're going to be talking to people when their blood is up. Uh, and you have to realize that you're there to provide them with a service. And that service is attached to some of the most meaningful experiences that they might have in their life. And it really needs to be about delivering them to the best possible experience that they can have in your game. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, to boil away all of that anger and vitriol and get to the truth and then deliver that truth in kind of an antiseptic way to the creators. Uh, you know, help them understand the minds of their customers. Uh, and this is something that they're also paying attention to. People on the community team are not the only people intercepting this feedback. Mm. Uh, just about everybody who works at Bungie is passionate about community and has an intimate relationship with people who play this game, whether it's looking at online forums or you know, drinking deep of the conversation on social media or even just listening to the people in their own clan who are talking to them about the experience they're having in real time. Uh, it's a matter of understanding that we make this game for them not for us. Obviously, we pour our own passions and our own inspirations and our own motivations into that game, but this work of art is not complete until it's experienced by these players. Yeah. And if they take time out of their day to talk to us about what that means to them and how they think it could be better or what about it might frustrate them, we'd be crazy not to listen. There are companies all over the world who have no idea who is experiencing their product. Yeah. And we have that knowledge and we have those learnings coming straight at us through a fire hose every single day. So it really puts us in a unique and very privileged position as creators of entertainment. I was going to say, um, to, a, to a degree, um, it's almost a, uh, I suppose, uh, what's the word that I'm grasping for here? It's, it's almost an honor for them to take the time out of their day to give you guys that feedback. Cause you know, like I, I I've spoken to my mates about this before and um, we have been, like I've said, played, you know, all iterations of the game and DLCs along the way um, since, yeah. uh, since destiny vanilla. Um, and 
uh, have partaken in feedback, positive and negative over that time as well. But, you know, sure. one of the things that I have, um, I've sort of measured it up against is that, you know, you go to a restaurant, for example, if you have a bad meal, you, you tend to just go, I've had a bad meal, I'm not going to go back there again. Um, whereas, you know, it must be actually quite an honour for people so emotionally invested in your game that they take the time to actually give you guys feedback, positive or negative. Yeah, and there are certain areas of the internet that can be sort of like an online complaint department, you know, and uh, we can listen to that stuff. We can understand how we can improve the things that we're creating and uh, we can use those learnings to make us better creators of entertainment. Um, you know, when I worked in the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry in college, uh, I had a manager of a restaurant tell me, if somebody has a bad experience here, they're going to tell 10 people. If someone has a good experience here, they're going to tell two people. Now, that's the restaurant business. Yep. Games are much different. Games like Destiny are very different because if somebody has a great experience playing Destiny, they're going to find other people to play that game with them. They're going to want somebody to accompany them on a raid or back them up on a crucible or even just patrol with them and help them complete public events on the most difficult variances. So destiny is an experience at its best that becomes very contagious and it becomes something where people want to share it with other people. And uh, that's what makes the power of gaming community uh, so very compelling. Uh, we've seen people forge real friendships in these games and we've seen people take those relationships and band together and do some amazing things mm. uh, you know they they engage in fundraising to make the world a better place and they uh, you know travel over great distances to meet each other in person you know to make that friendship feel real in the real world and it's quite an honor to be able to uh, nurture and enable and sort of sustain that global community and we realize how important it is to them because in our own lives, it has been so important to us. So it's, you know, not just an honor, it's a responsibility that we take very seriously. Deej, I love the opportunity to hear this from you because, you know, in allowing communities to engage with one another on a much deeper, much personal, very beneficial level is something that I think that uh, the video games industry as a whole is actually at the coalface of and, and um, is doing incredibly well these days you know so it's it's always great to hear these particular stories the thing that um that i loved hearing in particular is that you were a player first uh before you actually came into destiny community and i know i've got yeah. minimum time with you so we'll get to uh the stuff that I, I really want to sink my teeth into in just a moment things like beyond light and the major expansion coming and everything that we yeah. can look forward to but just quickly did did the game change for you when you stopped being at what you still a player, but stopped being just solely a player and actually got the opportunity to work within the game? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you stop being a player and become a developer, you know, in some ways, you know, you pull the curtain back and you, uh, you get to, uh, you know, see where the magic happens. And, um, and when you learn how a magic trick is done, to a certain extent, it stops being magic and it becomes sleight of hand. Now, I can say that, but I still see the engineers who work at Bungie, uh, you know, who, who take their monitors from the cinematic aspect ratio and turn them to the vertical so they can see as many lines of code as possible on those screens. I still have no idea the magic <laughs> that, that those people wield. 
So there's still a lot of it that I can respect as a craft, you know, and I, I see some of the artists I work with and I can still be in awe of their talents. But uh, I was, I was giving a studio tour and I have given hundreds of tours in uh, our studio. Uh, it's a great place. It's a, it's a magical building where you can work. And um, <clears throat> it's almost kind of a, a character in our own story. And I was on the, uh, the catwalk on the mezzanine looking down on a sea of desks. You know, every single screen is sort of an unspoiled secret as different aspects of the next expansion come to life. And the person who was standing next to me said, this is probably the coolest place I could ever imagine to work. Uh, yeah. But now that I've seen it, some of the magic is gone. <laughs> I kind of laughed and I was like, I know what you mean, but at the same time, it is one of the coolest places you could work. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting when, as a player, you stop thinking only about how you feel about that game and maybe how, uh, you know, your mates or the people in your clan feel about that game or maybe the limited audience that you're paying to on social media. And all of a sudden, you're responsible for how everyone feels about that game mm. and you kind of have to guard your own love for the thing because you will be assailed on a regular basis um you know i've got the tweet deck on that monitor right there yeah. and there's just different <laughs> columns of just cascading feedback all day yeah. uh, and you know now you are responsible for the party uh, have you ever seen somebody hosting their own party and they never stop moving Yes. They don't really have a good conversation with any single one person at their party. I think, uh, like, are you going to stop getting rid of those empty beer bottles and enjoy your own party? And you're like, yeah. I can't because I'm here to make sure everybody else is having fun. But that was always something I really loved. I was always a person who entertained people in my own home or through my own events or through my own LAN parties. Yeah. And bringing people together and seeing them enjoy the evening in relation to each other in ways they couldn't have alone was its own reward. And that's really kind of what it's like to be a community manager and in, by extension, a, a game developer, if, if it's a game like Destiny, because the product of all of our hard work are all of these people who gather in the tower and uh, you know dance with each other after uh, some amazing triumph that they all just completed. Um, I think one of the, uh, you know, the, the metaphor that you use, probably one of the um, biggest examples in my head was my own wedding. You know, like it is yeah. a night where you're meant to be actually running around and celebrating and everyone, but you are, you're spending your entire night just making sure that you're shaking hands, kissing babies and ensuring everybody else around you is, is having a really good time. Um, yep. Speaking of which, while everybody's having a really good time, uh, they often come up with things that I, I reckon the, the developers and the people behind the game and, and very closely involved with the game were kind of, get kind of blown away by in terms of, uh, geez, we didn't even expect that, that this would be created. And one of those um, is something along the lines of the, the raids and the race to be the world's first team mm -hmm. that actually mm -hmm. knocks them over. When, when a brand new raid goes live, What's it yep. like there at HQ amongst all of the team? And, the, and that, yeah. that excitement that, you know, there's going to be a huge, huge number of millions of people who play this game that are actually going to enjoy just watching who gets to knock that raid over first. Yeah, those are some of the best days. Um, those are some of the best days in the Destiny community because we're not just going to see somebody experience something that we worked really hard to create, but we're going to crown a new legend. And uh, it's a mix of anticipation and excitement and absolute terror. Uh, you know, we hope it all goes well. Uh, we hope that they can uh, finish it 
but not too fast. You know, yep. like if they beat it in an hour, we're like, okay, well, we, we, we branded that as the most difficult challenge you would ever accomplish in the game. And they came in and they just toppled it over, you know, immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's never happened. Uh, and then, you know, uh, we can also watch while, you know, it takes some of the most skilled players in our, in our community over 24 hours to complete some of these things. So we're always kind of looking for that sweet spot. But the people who work on those raids the hardest, uh, they all pile into uh, a viewing room in our studio. We have our own uh, theater and uh, they'll project a tiled view of many different fire teams playing the raid and they all get to watch people run through a maze of their creation. Uh, now in the community team, we're monitoring from our workstations. Uh, we are uh, sort of kibitzing with, uh, you know, uh, different people, different developers through chat windows. Uh, we're talking to the, you know, the, the data analytics team to see if there's an unlock flag for activity completion. And uh, we are monitoring this race as if we were holding the checkered flag. And we're making sure that, uh, you know, it's all being done clean and fair and that, you know, we're not catching people cheating. I don't know exactly how you would cheat in a raid, but the, um, the golden rule <clears throat> at Bungie, uh, enforced by traditionally Luke Smith himself, is the community beats the raid first before any person at Bungie picks up a controller or sits down in front of the keyboard to attempt it themselves. Wow. That's the rule, because we know how it's beaten. Uh, yeah. Or even if you don't, if you weren't in playtest for the raid or you weren't part of its development, even the appearance of impropriety, if we're out there playing the raid at the same time as the players, it's just too much. So yeah. we sit back and we are the audience. They are the heroes. They get to step into the, the you know, spotlight and they get to be the first people to uh, complete this activity and step into the winner's circle and... Uh, we, uh, you know, send them out their championship belts, you know, as if they're like wrestling champions, you know, and they can drape them over their shoulders. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because we yeah. are creating experiences for people that they will remember for the rest of their lives. When they became the new legends in a community, everybody, thousands upon thousands of people lined up at the starting line to experience this new activity first. And they were the first fire team to see mission complete and to return to orbit and then bask in the glow of all their new highly coveted loot. But I can, I can tell you as, uh, as somebody who um, quite often, you know, was part of a group of um, family cousins who would be yelling, yelling at each other for hours and hours and hours and hours straight trying to complete mm -hmm. the raid for the first time, or even just figure it out. Um, yeah, that yeah. moment to get to the end of it and complete it is, uh, is euphoric. And uh, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be the first team and the, the um, what happens around you, uh, you know, from the community um, to be the first one to actually complete it. It must be one hell of a moment for them um, yeah. personally and just yeah. propel them into another space. Just incredible. Well, to go into that activity blind and to have to engage in all that problem solving with nothing but your wits and the collaboration with your fellow teammates. I mean, it's, it's hard. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine was going on record on Twitter one time and he said, it wouldn't be destiny raid race day if we didn't start to strain old friendships. Yeah. <laughs> there's those, those dark moments where, you know, people just kind of need to just kind of, you know, like just blow off a little steam and just sort of, you know, say, we need to do this. We need to do it right. And, uh, you know, we're watching the whole time. 
as they beat their head against that brick wall until they figure it out and it gives way and then they break through to the next encounter. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people clapping and laughing and, you know, it's, it's, it's a great show and, and, we, and we love to be uh, in the audience for it. Now, you guys have spent years creating uh, existing content that we've all had the opportunity to play through and really enjoy. But now we look ahead to the mm-hmm. future. And uh, over the past month or so, the decision was made to push back the major expansion beyond light for obvious yep. reasons. Everybody is dealing with things at the moment. And um, I've quite often said, and so has my co-host on this very show, and um, the majority of our community agrees, that we would much rather see a studio push back content but release it right then try and rush it out the door and it be half done and have to wait for it to be patched and so on and so forth. But we're looking ahead yeah. to beyond light. And of course the destiny content vault as well. What are the things that you can tell us um, that we can really look forward to you that, that I guess starting with you in particular, are look forward, forward to with these, these uh, releases. I think uh, people have been, people like yourself have been playing and mastering uh, their guardian abilities for years now. So, uh, oh, actually, point of order for you, Hunter, Titan, or Warlock? Uh, I actually, yes. Um, I was Titan for a while and then just found it a little bit too chunky, I guess is the word that I would use. I, I started off as a Warlock and then, um, and then, yeah, most recently moved into Hunter. Cool. All right. So, you're quite the journeyman. And um, over that time, you have mastered the deadly arts of Solar, Arc, or Void. I love and soul. now for the first time ever, we have a whole new elemental energetic discipline for you to delve into. Yeah. Uh, the stasis abilities uh, are going to be a wonderful way for people to really rediscover uh, you know, the fine art of guardian combat. Um, and we're able to give people a whole new way to fight, uh, new abilities that they can enjoy, uh, new, new deadly uh, attacks and counter maneuvers that they can master. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how people adapt to that and uh, who sticks with it or who goes back to their favorite subclasses. You know, if, if, you know, once void, always void, or if, you know, like I, I love, um, I love my arc warlock. Um, you know, I love the, I love the chaos reach, you know, sort of erupting from the palm of my hand, mm-hmm. but the new stasis abilities are going to be a lot of fun to play with. Um, we're also doing um, some interesting things with the story. Uh, we're entering uh, an era of darkness. You're going to see guardians surrendering territory in the solar system that they've sworn to defend, uh, you know, having to fall back from worlds that we've had a foothold on and then go explore new worlds. Uh, Europa uh, will enter the director. You'll have a whole new destination to explore, uh, plenty of secrets hidden away and all that ice. And uh, it's just such a thrill for us when on launch day, these new destinations open up and people can go out there and, you know, with the advent of streaming, we can see people experiencing these things in real time. And when they walk around a corner, you know, that sort of exposes a new horizon and a new vista and this great tableau, you know, the world art and the sky boxes, and we can see their emotional reactions for the first time. Uh, And, you know, we'll have people in our community who, who love the lore, you know, going through and pouring through all the new details of the worlds that they're exploring and getting a better understanding of what is the story of the game and the origins and the history. I mean, there's just so many things about launch day that are wonderful and magical. And, uh, you know, that's what we work for. It's what we look forward to. And if we're pushing it back, you know, it's for a good reason. And it's 
our own dedication as players, our own commitment to our community to make sure that the things that we're making are really worthy of their enthusiasm and that we are continuing to prolong this adventure in ways that keep them coming back year over year. Uh, like I said before, it's a huge responsibility. And given the way that we're working now, we've had to completely reinvent the way we make games together. And we're isolated. We're separated from each other. Mm. Uh, you know, a video conference is a good means of staying in touch and keeping us connected, but there's no substitution for being in the studio together. And we've always resisted working from home for that very reason. So we're taking the time we need to adapt and to evolve and to meet these new challenges. We miss being in the studio, but we're not going to let that stop us from keeping this community entertained and making new games for them. Um, speaking of creating lore, that, that obviously goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, the evolution of a story over time as well, Deej. And um, yeah. I think one of, uh, one of the hardest things that our community went through, which at the same time, I at the time and still to this day, um, you know, applaud Bungie for was having the balls basically to, to knock Cade 6 off. Um, because it's, that was a huge, that was a huge step that way that the moment that that happened, cause our particular audience has, has never here in Australia is very hard for us to, to get opportunities to talk to the likes of yourself and, and content creators and, um, you know, publishers and developers directly associated with these games. So it's an opportunity for them to hear these particular kind of thoughts, but, um, that yeah. moment where, you know, the content was about to be released for the first time and you all knew that Cade six, his time was coming to an end. Um, were you anticipating anything in particular in terms of the way the community would react to that particular information and that cut scene and, and that heartbreaking heart wrenching moment that, that he went out in a ball of fury. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the first time any of us ever heard that it's like, you know, the story for, uh, Actually, it's right here. I've got uh, I've got my forsaken, yeah, I've got my forsaken shirt on right now. So yeah, uh, yeah. when we were in development on Forsaken, and then you start to hear like, yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna kill Cade this year. It's like, oh, can't the hunters are gonna riot? There's gonna be they're gonna they're gonna surround the kingdom. Uh, but um, how is a moment like that pitched to the team? I mean, like you you say you sit there and get, I think we're gonna kill Cade this year. Is it as simple as that's the first conversation, or is it? get everybody together. We have a big announcement that can't leave these walls, but we need to let you guys know that this is where we're going for the series in house. Yeah, it's both. I mean, there's, you know, smaller groups of people uh, who, you know, decide what story we're telling, um, you know, game directors, narrative designers uh, will get together and, and decide what is the game that they want to make. You know, what is, uh, uh, you know, a release vehicle that is worthy of their passion and their inspiration. And then eventually, yeah, we will, uh, you know, have meetings where we get everybody at Bungie together and, uh, you know, they'll project uh, on a huge screen, you know, like a, a version of the work in progress. Uh, different people from different disciplines can get up and show what they're working on and where it is at that point in time. And there's always that sensibility that there's a lot of people in this room right now who are now suddenly in receipt of some very, very valuable secrets about this game. Mm. And, um, you know, but we all like to surprise and delight the people that play this game. So, you know, we've had our leaks, we've had secrets walk out the door, but by and large, people who work at Bungie are committed to the craft of entertainment. And entertainment is all about surprise, and entertainment is about high stakes, and, uh, you know, capturing someone's imagination. And 
you know, to have a hero like Cade Six go out in a blaze of glory like that really uh, had an emotional impact on a lot of the people that play the game. Um, I think it was an interesting direction to take the story and to see the vanguard gather together and say we should have been there, you know, and for the player to be able to step into the role of the person that walks out of the tower to go and avenge Cade. I mean, it gives every single player of the game such a strong, you know, power fantasy, you know, sort of like that that hero ego trip. It's like I'm going to be the person that goes out to the Wild West, you know, to the Broken Reef, and I'm going to be the person that is sort of the arbiter of Cade's revenge. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a great way to tell a story. And I, I think it was a lot of, it was a project that was a lot of fun to work on. Uh, you know, the scorn were a great enemy that were, you know, like just deliciously nasty, just like the type of enemy that you love to hate. And uh, it just makes the action of the game so much more palpable. Um, we've had some great questions that have, have been sent in uh, from our community because we mentioned that we're talking to you and, and we got inundated um, from, you know, a lot cool. of fans in the community. Like, oh my God, can you ask him this? Can you ask him that? And, and they have been inspired from some of these questions today, but uh, this one in particular and, and gives us an opportunity quickly to briefly touch on Destiny Content Vault. But uh, Luke and Mark also made the announcement of the Destiny Content Vault, essentially removing lesser played activity to bring back classic D1 content or brand new content altogether. Uh, they already announced the return of the Vault of Glass raid. Just aside, can't wait. Um, but uh, is there a piece of content that you have been lobbying for in particular to make a return or something that you know might be coming that you're very excited about? You know, as, um, as an old veteran of the Bungie community, and there's people at Bungie who will uh, shame me for saying that because uh, my first my first Bungie game was uh, Halo Combat Evolved. And there's yeah. still people who work at Bungie who played Marathon or played Myth, and they'd be like, oh, you sweet summer child. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the draw of a Bungie game for me has always been um, competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever uh, an old favorite Crucible map makes a return, uh, it really has fun feelings of nostalgia for me. So, um, you know, I play the raids. I experience the raids. Um, it's not what I'm best at. Uh, I, as a player, really gravitate to, um, you know, engaging sentient targets, you know. Uh, you know, two teams of players going at it and, yeah. um, you know, seeing who can win. So that's um, some of the things that uh, I look forward to. And we have brought back a lot of old classic Crucible maps, and I imagine we will again. Uh, this is in no way a reveal of any specific Crucible maps that are making a comeback. But if asked, and you did, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, it's, it's the arenas, you know, it's your own personal memories of, uh, you know, heroism and glory against somebody else who wanted to win as equally as you. Um, you know, I, I like to joke around about the fact that raid bosses are fun to best, but they don't throw controllers. Yeah. And call me sadistic, call me cruel, or just call me a member of this community. I love knowing that uh, there's somebody on the other side of this moment of action that is as engaged as I am. So <laughs> that's, that's a very, uh, me. that's a very nice way of putting it, mate. A very nice way of putting it. Um, mate, uh, just before I do let you go. And again, um, thank you very much for giving me so much of your time today. I genuinely appreciate it. And, and our fans genuinely mm. appreciate it as well. And all the work that you guys have been putting in for, which is essentially an opportunity for us to sink some time into just a lot of enjoyment and entertainment in our lives. Um, but uh, a couple of favorites um, to this day, favorite raid. Wrath of the Machine. Uh, favorite exotic? 
Soros regime, which should come as a surprise to nobody who uh, follows me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, um, favorite class? Warlock. Warlock. Why the warlock? What is it about? Okay. Uh, it was a completely emotional decision. Um, you know, like you, you were saying, like, how, how can this selection, um, you know, really appeal to me? How can this, you know, like, what, what's this, what kind of impact is this going to have on me? Uh, I came in, uh, I saw those Jedi robes early on in pre-production of Destiny. And, uh, you know, people were saying, like, what do you think? What do you think of the game? What, what class do you think you're going to play as? I was like, I think I'm going to play as a warlock. Uh, and they were like, okay, cool. Um, you know, you might want to play test, you know, and really get acquainted with how these different things play. And I was like, I will adapt my play style to whatever that ends up being. I'm going to make a completely emotional fashion based decision as to which yeah. class I'm going to play. And I'm just yeah. going to stick with it. Um, you know, and, uh, like I, I have my, uh, favorite helmet, my favorite exotic helmet, the warlock with the stag with that, with yeah. that wicked, uh, ornament, you know, with the ornamental horns. I um, love those. Uh, Absolutely love it. Yeah pretty cool and like the guy i play with often says you look like a coat rack <laughs> and i was like i like the way this looks and i just i rationalize it in that you know, when i die and i open a healing rift for uh, all the people on my team i'm like see even in death i'm useful to you so yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of times people will say this is the perk i need to be effective in combat or this is um you know the way that this exotic really enhances my play style this is the way i'm going to do this and then other times you're just kind of like, you know what, whatever that does for me, I'll find a way to make it useful, but I'm going to make an emotional decision as to how I want to look. And that's kind of, that's how I do. Unreal. And uh, um, final one, um, favorite piece of memorabilia or collectible. And I, I you know, obviously I, I think any gamer um, or fan of this entertainment genre worth their salt at some stage or another in their lives collects things or begins to collect things. I've got sure. way too much uh, money sunk into collectibles away in the back of the, the shed that I care to tell people about. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. you with so yeah. much access and so much to do with something like, like Bungie and Destiny, um, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia or collectible that you actually have? Uh, you know, I've got these ghosts, ghost, yep, ghost, yep. ghost, yep. Um, you know, having, <laughs> having the ghosts, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's your companion, you know, that's your, uh, you know, that's like your finest teammate in the game. And, um, you know, some of these have been uh, gifts from our partners or come from a collector's edition. Uh, this one was given to me by uh, a fan who's a dear friend of mine at uh, Gamescom, which I don't get to go to this year, which I'm already crying about. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, they're just these wonderful keepsakes, you know, and they're just these wonderful memories of places I've gone or things we've accomplished as a company or friends that we've made along the way. And uh, those, are, those are pretty special to me. Unreal. Well, um, look, we wish you all the best, uh, particularly with all of this great content that we're looking forward to. But David Daig, Deej, uh, again, I can't thank you enough for your time and, and the community, the Goa community thanks you as well. Keep doing the amazing work that you guys are doing and knowing that uh, down here on, on our little side of the world, there are a absolute metric ton of us that really appreciate the amount of work that you guys put into something we enjoy so much. So thank you very much. Well, pleasure's all ours and we appreciate you just as much, if not more. So thanks for playing and uh, I don't know, see you in the tower.
far out, mate. Oh, my goodness. You good, sir. That was fantastic. <sighs> well bloody done, you. Um, thank you. Big get. That's very kind. Um, and thank you very much, everybody, for the great uh, um, feedback uh, in chat as you were watching it. Um, and Sticks, uh, Sticks sent me a heap of questions as well. He's such a fan. Um, so thanks, Sticks, for some great inspiration regarding the, the great questions to really give that interview its dues. Um, but... Of course, um, it's not an interview without the guest and the guest giving so much of themselves. Yeah. So one more time, a, a monstrous round mm. of applause for David Dake. Deej from Bungie, so much to look forward to. So um, just so, so much incredibly rich history and just even that little thing of, you know, he was a player first and then found his way into the company. Um, well, it's sort of too, you know, like, we, you know, we work in a pretty cool industry, but to... Um, that's that's sort of a dream job for me. Work for a gaming company, you know, and just do gaming stuff. It'd be pretty day, awesome, wouldn't it? Day, yeah. It would be really, really bloody awesome. Yeah. All right, mate. Um, geez, I'll tell you what. It's time it. to play Fastest Fingers first. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. I've got to get a better opener. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't you, you t- don't you touch that. That is epic. Do you like that, do you? Do you really? Carol Baskin. Oh, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Um, okay, so this is and this is the reason why like interviews like that are the reason why um, I am so thankful to the people who sub to our channel and support yep. us um, that particular way because it, it allows us to continue to grow and to continue to access um, those great uh, talents and those wonderful people. Um, so yes, let's keep doing it. But here's what happens. This is how we play fastest fingers first. It's as simple as this. We have a question. We're going to ask it. And the first person in chat to type the answer scores the $50 Peerly gift card. Thank you very much, Peerly Computers, you bloody legends. Long-time supporters of Game on Australia. Are you ready for the question? I am. All right. First person in chat to type the answer. And I will accept multiple variants on this as well. All right? Because, you know, there's the exact answer. And variants. Actually, no. You know what I want? I want the exact exact answer. answer. No, no, no. Because there is one particular word that will separate the men from the boys and the women from the ladies. uh, The girls. (laughs) Women from the ladies. Don't mind me. (laughs) I want the exact word that I'm chasing. Okay. Nintendo began its life in 1889 as a company selling what? 1889? Yeah. Wow. As a company selling what? Stop. Stop the clock. Stop the clock. Stop the clock. Stop the clock! No. I can't stop the clock because he works for us, so I can ah. continue the clock. Oh, bloody, she got it. <clears throat> it is Hanafuda cards. Ah, there you go. Congratulations, Simmy. That is correct. Well done, Simmy. Uh, yes, it is Hanafuda cards. Yes, very good. Traditional Japanese playing cards. Exact so, answer. Yes. Um, back in the day, uh, that's what they did. 1889, Nintendo was founded. And they uh, were founded selling traditional Japanese playing cards, otherwise known yeah. as Hanafuda. Been around a long time. 
They have been around a long time. Congratulations, Simmy. Simmy's been in our community since virtually day dot. Yes, she has. And yes. it's nice to see her knock one over. So well done. Well $50 done. gift card coming to you thanks to our mates at PLE Computers. Yes, Dreamweb, 1889. 1889. <coughs> 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 little bit of sad news. I don't want to bring the tone down or anything, but I, you know, I had a, um, a family funeral yesterday for my cousin who died tragically at the age of 41 from an illness. And that's horrible. Sorry to hear that, mate. That, yeah, it was, it was a good day, you know, a tough day to say, but a good day, but it was ironic that, um, one of my favorite memories of her and I were playing, was playing Joanna sisters. I stayed over at, the, at their house for two weeks when mum and dad went to somewhere and I took my Commodore 64 over and we played, or it might be Megan, we played giant, Great Giant Sisters for two weeks, mm. her and I. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how this works, but how life works. But on the day of a funeral yesterday, I got a Facebook memory and it was, a, it was a message from her to me saying, hey, Dan, I just bought Got Giant Sisters on the iPad. Get out. Right? So, and this is my big question. Now, if I, you know, if I was going to contribute something to Jen's life, it would have been a copy of Giant Sisters to say there's our thing. Here's the big question. If... You had to choose right now to be buried with a game. Oh, wow. Okay. In your lifetime. I've already got it. I know which one. I know which one mine is. Because this this game. I know what mine is too. Yeah. Because this game for me was, um, it was, uh, I feel like it defined me as a gamer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like either buried or put in your headstone somewhere. Yeah. A little picture of this game. What yep. game are we talking about? And so, funnily enough, you mentioned headstone, like a, the, the cartridge with which this game is on. It's kind of shaped like <laughs> yeah, a headstone. Yeah, right, okay. All right. Um, um, but it is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yep. Great. Gold headstone, by the way. Limited edition gold headstone. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's um, right. So yeah. We'll, we'll chuck that on the socials. Mine. Viva Pinata. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be gold and I. Has, of course, it has mate, to be gold. Of course, it has that to be gold. That is the one game that defined me, I think, as a gamer. Oh, so. But yeah, um, we'll chuck it up. And thanks to everyone. Uh, yeah. Yes! Thanks to all the salty PC gamers last week for last week's big question. I'm still confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll learn to shut my big mouth from now on. What was last week's question? It was, uh, should um, crossplay between PC and console gamers. Be disallowed. Right, Should infinity right. disallowed. Disallowed. What a song! What a uh, song! What a song! Grenade Get the hell the shit! Grenade launchers in the basement! Boom! Let's go! Boom! Rip it, baby! Boom! Ah! I died! Run! Lag! Actually, that is funny. Because back in the day, I used to I used to blame lag. You can't have lag in that game when it's all local. <laughs> Can't you? No, you can't. <laughs> um, you were just shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Oh, I love this. Shrapnel 117. Yeah. Stop screen cheap. Because <laughs> you're all on the same that's screen. Right, of right. course. I used to say that as well. Stop looking at my side of the screen, Daniel. <laughs> oh, fuck me. On job. You can't go on job. 
Demon underscore 1999. Um, I don't know if I've seen Demon Boy no. uh, in the chat before. So, hello. And Shrapnel, great to see you as well. Um, uh, now, just quickly, Night Avenger redeemed a 1,000 points for him. Oh. It's a Mia. Uh, out of the Zavimzi. Here's the Shizunik. Oh, and the card update is a one out of 20 terabytes and not a venture. This is totally factual. <laughs> totally. There you go, mate. There's, totally there's one for you. There's one for you. Demon Boy's been here before. Mm. We've all been here before, all Demon been Boy. Before Demon Boy. We've all been here before, Boy. Demon Boy. Uh, and Trapnel, 117, is a long-time lurker. First time commenter. Ah, excellent. That's the um, that's the, the, radio, the uh, podcast equivalent, the Twitch equivalent of the radio. Yeah, g'day, mate. Long time listener, <coughs> first time caller. Hundred percent. I just like to say you guys are great. Thanks. Can Appreciate I have a cold, cold can of coke, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> can I have Wizards of the Coast freebies? Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. All right, it's back, mate. You're not going to bloody believe this. What's that? It's back. It's back. It is. Back. Have you got the opener? Um, Demon Boy's uh, night shift, and uh, I'm not here because if content sleep. Oh. <laughs> Straight Jacket Jim. Where's my free CD? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this has been this has it's, been away for a long time. Retired for a long time. It's been retired for a long time. Um, <clears throat> we've done a lot of soul searching here at Game on Australia, and taken on a on a bit of feedback. And the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, and we appreciate that. Um, but the feedback has also been, guys, it's bloody fun, and it's great seeing where the evolution of Goer is going and stuff, but we miss some of the old stuff. The old stuff. So for those of you who weren't here at the beginning, Dan dropped a joke today. Not the one that he wanted to tell. Because, <laughs> you know, that had to do with, like, boobs. And oh, no, it was, it was rude. Willies and all sorts it of stuff. It was rude, yes. But in, uh, in he's fact, brought the joke back. In fact, <coughs> if I can think of a way to tell that joke mm. with clean language, uh, that might be the challenge. I think you give it a shot. Give it yeah, a shot. Right. Um, but one other thing that we are bringing back, which hasn't been here for a long bloody time, Dan, and I'm... Speaking of salt. I'm a little excited because I feel like every week I'm pissed off about something. Yeah, same here. Between you and I, we're always going to have something covered, aren't we? Big Bad Bubba 79, as he says it, in your sights. Mate, yeah. I've got you in my sights. Review bombing. Oh, oh Danny boy. Oh, oh touch, point. touch point. Oh, my <laughs> God, you sons of bitches. Now, if you don't know what I've got you in my sights is, this is an opportunity for us to let loose on something that's pissed us off in the gaming and or esports community this week. And this week, Dan, oh, he's it is review bombs. Oh, he's going it's whole review game bombing. Game. That's enough! <laughs> I've had it! I've had enough of your review bombing bullshit! <laughs> this week, Dan, I saw a tweet. <sighs> Nay, an impassioned plea! All right. From a developer by the name of Mediatonic. Now, in case you missed it, they released a game called Fall Guys. Yes. This week. Which, by the way, is an absolute belter, but yes. more on that in a moment. And the tweet reads this. <clears throat> We're currently being review-bombed on Steam. We're working really hard to get running smoothly for so many players. We know it's super frustrating, but if you could hold off from negatively reviewing yep. until you get chance to play the game, it would really help us out. I am disgusted. I am ropeable. Ropeable. I am beside myself. 
I can tell. I'm a bit scared right now. I'm a bit, bit. I am beside myself. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. <laughs> and not because I almost won a game yesterday, but didn't realise that you had to physically grab the fucking f- crown when you jumped. <laughs> but because of the sheer dimwittery of a community hungry for the blood of developers who are trying their hardest to keep said community entertained. Pull your finger out of your asses and use those fingers to type positive things. Sorry, Dan, I didn't realise you are in the middle of a drink. You know what my mum used to say to me when I played games as a kid, Dan? Pete, get off that fucking game. (laughs) You're ruining your life. Pretty sure she didn't say fucking. No, she didn't. But what she should have been saying is, if you haven't got anything nice to type, Pete... Don't, Don't type, type anything, anything at all. Anything at all. 100%. <clears throat> Lay off the review bombs, you Dorito crumb covered peanut. Go get a little fresh air and remind yourself that people working much harder than you, having much more success in their lives than you clearly are, wedged in your cheap office chair excuse for a battle ball, are deserving of that success. And you have no right to deny them of that just because a server was inundated at launch. Welcome to games in 2020. <laughs> I played your game, Mediatonic, and I had a great time. I loved it. And if I could be stuffed writing a review, I would give you an A for effort while I give these review bombers a T for terrorism. Well done. Five stars and a bloody good laugh with my mates. This does end well, though. Yes. Because a few hours later... <clears throat> The community rallied and positive review bombed the game on Steam Great. to wrestle back control of the narrative. Good. You love to see it, Dan. That's it. Oh, I've that got was... you in my sights. You feel better? He's back and over. Oh, my God. That was like 18 months of pent-up anger. It really was. Out. Well, how long have we not done I've got you in my sights for a while? Maybe two years. <clears throat> that was brilliant. Thank I'm you. so glad it's back. Yep. So glad it's back. I Thank you. I'm... Well played. And I'm glad it's back, too. I need a... I need a scotch. A Bex and a lie down. <laughs> and a scotch. And a scotchy scotch, scotch. Get in my belly. Oh, man. Oof. Are we done? We're done. We're done. Hey, where's Nico? Is he floating around? I know he's coming up next. <coughs> Look at us. We're on time. I know. We're on time. Nico plays games. New time still runs late. Yeah. That actually, Menthonzo's right. That would be the first sights that Natty would have heard. Yeah. Yes. yes. Welcome. Welcome. Um, it's been fun. Thank you, everybody. <coughs> losing his voice. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually losing my voice. I've got to go pick up my kids. Yeah. And my folks are going to be like, what happened to you? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Again, thank you to David Daig, Deej from the Bungie Community Team. <clears throat> we appreciate that very much in your time. Thank you, sir. Goa G Sports Session 4 is Valorant. As I've mentioned, it's free to play. There are limited spots available for you and your mates, but a whole heap of prizes to win. $1,500 worth of PLE goodness. Team of Valor scores a quantum pack featuring hoodie and shaker and powder as well. Make sure you get there next Saturday on this Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash gameonoz, to watch the broadcast live, but you can still get involved. There might be some places left. Uh, tournament.gameonoz.com to register. This Friday night, Dungeons and Dragons night. So if you're listening to this as audio on the podcast, tonight, tonight, if it's launch day, tonight, tonight's the night, is the next episode. We've got plenty of Dungeons and Dragons loot to give away during that show as well. And of course, the brand new series, Indie or Die, is done, run, won, and live as well. 
Oh, that's it, mate. <clears throat> that's all we have. Lock to it say. in, mate. Lock it up. It that's is it. Eberron Tidget. That's right. It is Eberron. Um, go and check our socials. And if you wouldn't mind, there's 43 wonderful people watching this right now, and a lot of you listening. Go and give it. Go and give our podcast a big, fat, juicy a rating. Huge one. A huge big, one. Fat, juicy. Go to one. our Facebook page. Rate us like buggery, please. Go and find us on all of our socials and give us a big what up. Uh, we'd love to see you. Smash sub button. Not a what up, but <coughs> what's up? What's up? Um, all of the good things. Just show us some love. We'd really yep. appreciate it. We don't know what it does, but we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> we don't. We really don't. Really don't. Yeah. Uh, um, Dan, we got to get out of here. We do. Have a great weekend in games. Dan, yep. Nico is coming up next. And as we always say, Daniel, don't forget to save and don't fucking review, Mom. Well said, sir. <laughs> Ta-ta. Bye.